recording now. What's up, everybody? Aaron the Dog here with a very raspy voice coming off of UFC 261, which I had the honor of attending. And now I have the honor of interviewing the singular Lupi, also known as Lupita Godinez, former strawweight champion of the world. Oh, we're going to talk about that LFA fight, too, because that was amazing on Friday. Uh, for the new straw, these the LFA strawweights are just all murderers, apparently. Every LFA strawweight champion. Pereira just blew me away. Uh, yeah. Lupita Godinez is here uh, coming off her UFC debut. Um, we all watched it. We all know we're going to get it out of the way right now. I'm going to say it because you're too gracious to say it. It was a robbery. Um, and it is not a word I like to use often because I feel it's overused. But when there is a clear advantage both in the striking and I feel in the grappling from every position but one specific position, then – for one round, I feel there's a very clear winner. Um, so you are five and one now. We got that first professional defeat. You responded to it better than I did, frankly. I was watching your Instagram the night of, and I was handling it worse than you did. So, what are your thoughts coming off of a, uh, you know, you've tasted defeat plenty of times before as an amateur? Was it different here as a pro? And kind of what are your thoughts overall on your UFC debut? Uh, I mean, everything happened so fast. I got the call, and and it was just like a, it was just like a bomb. I had to do so much in such a short time. I had to to leave the country. I had to go to the states. I had to train. I had to do paperwork. I had to mm -hmm. go back to Vegas, and it was just crazy. So, but when I got into the fight, like, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't me, even though like everyone thinks I won and, and all of that stuff. Like, I don't think I performed how I should have or how I could have, right? I I always say I can do better than what I did, but definitely on Saturday, I thought that I could have done a lot more. So Right. So I want to first point out you had what about how many, how much notice did you have total with this fight? Two weeks and a couple of days. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, two weeks. Facing a former title challenger, facing a veteran of the sport, facing a woman who in herself, Jessica Penne, I was happy for in to an extent based on her kind of her turmoil of the last four years and everything. Um, I mean, she was definitely staying active, but I mean, it's it's a fight that, you know, if it got ran back, you would be the favorite again and you would win. I mean, it's just, the, and, and you would win again. It's just one of these things where you had just about everything stacked against you. And I do believe sometimes there is a familiarity aspect with judges where they're like, I don't know who Lupita, Lupita Gonzalez is. That's probably what they called you. They probably didn't even know. Like, you know, this is what I'm, it's just a lack of education. And when Judges have a familiarity. They lean towards a certain fighter. And Jessica Penne, she was on The Ultimate Fighter. Original season, She's a, everybody knows who Jessica Penne is. And it's just like you're still at the point in your career where Aaron, the dogs of the world, the people who do should know, know. The odds makers knew. Um, and, but I think that the refs just – the judges, whether it's because of competing or whether it's familiar or whatever it is, they don't understand what they're seeing. And it is – we we saw it on on Saturday at 261. It cost Stefan Sekulik a fight, uh, and it we see all over the place 
where one judge has a 29-28, another judge has a 29-28 for the other way, and then the other judge has a 30-27. That means three judges are completely scoring a fight differently, and you just see it too often. Every fight card has splits. Split decisions should happen very rarely. Split decisions mean, like, it just should not, should happen about as often as draws, in my opinion. It's very rare where, and especially those different scores. So, you know, either way, we're not going to really focus too much on that because I know what your opinion is. You're moving forward. You are immediate. You're, are you currently training again? Did you have any sort of suspension from this fight? I can't imagine it was too long. Mm, if yeah. Yeah. It was just like a, a week, I think, just from resting, whatever. Yeah, nothing, if you want to call it that. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing crazy. I mean, I didn't go hit maybe a jab. That's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, your face looks better than mine. I haven't been in a fight in years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Either way, like if my honey was raised, I wouldn't be happy either way with my performance. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just learning from this experience. Um, you know, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. And you know, I'm happy I got to 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 have to you know to go to fight and 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 you know, regardless of the outcome and everything, mm -hmm. like it was amazing to be there honestly and and I'm I think you get and I think you get yeah, and I think you gained a lot of fans uh, that night. I mean, I still see the power bomb everywhere. I mean, that's just you know, and your boxing looked incredibly crisp to me. I'll be the one to give you some compliments because I do think, yeah, I saw, <clears throat> I saw a part of your game that was missing. I'm like, yeah, there, I, I noticed that too. I won't, I'm not a yes man here. I'm not going to lie. I've been watching all of your amateur and all of your pro fights. I'm a huge fan of you. And, but I still do think that when you're not at your best, when you're not performing at that and you're still able to be so competent in there and win the fight, like it's in, it's like, that is, the part to really focus on your UFC career is not going to be a short one here. So a loss in your debut or a win in the long perspective of things for you, I respect how you realize it does not exactly matter. There's been multiple UFC champions who've lost their UFC debut. Like it's just, it's one of these things. So, you know, we won't really harp on that too much more. I know you've moved forward. I did want to touch on it and uh, you know, share my opinion because I always will. Now we'll get to the reason my voice is the way it was, is right now, which I apologize for. Uh, I was in Jacksonville for UFC 261, the first fight with fans and in, fans involved in 16 months. And it was something that ahead of time, I was like, yeah, fans play a role, but it's the same fights. Like, it like you know, these are fighters. They train for like they're going in there and they don't care. People are booing or. I was wrong. I am going to just correct it right now. I mean, the energy, it sounds cliche, was palpable. It, you saw it affecting everybody from the ring girls to Megan O'Leary to Anthony Lionheart Smith, who has 52 professional fights. And he is walking out there and you can just see, you can see oh, yeah. how much it's affecting him. And also at the same point in the ring, how much it was affecting Jimmy Crute in the other way. It was just a fascinating kind of psychological. And I know it's been a while since you fought with fans. Um, how much are are you looking forward to getting back in there with fans? Imagine your fight with fans, Jessica Pennant. The refs are probably eliminating and probably feeling the pressure of the fans and eliminating the stalling. And 
I mean, when you started to light her up with that boxing, fans are going crazy. I mean, what, what does that feel like with fans when you're getting punched in the face? Like, and you hear the fans cheering against you. Like, what, how, all of that. I know that's a crazy question. Go with it where you, go with it yeah, where you no, it's, it's amazing. And, and you can never compare, no, like, no fans and fans, you know, always, it's always, like, nice to have so many people there watching and screaming your name or mm -hmm. even booing. You know, I have never go boo, I don't think. Maybe. No, I can't imagine booing the PETA yeah. <laughs> for any <laughs> reason. Like, you know, you feed off that energy, you know, doesn't matter if it's booze or if it's like shares, mm -hmm. doesn't matter, right? So, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to go back and and fight with fans. I think, uh, you know, it was really nice to see, it, like even though in TV, like it was full and people people are going crazy and yeah. screaming and, you know, it's just so good to see, you know, make me really happy. The emotion, I mean, the emotion was a part um, I'm going to go to the strawweight championship fight. Rose Nami Yunus versus Wiley Zhang. First of all, strawweight is an incredible weight class. We saw in the opener, Carnalosi, my goodness, that woman, I don't know how she makes 115 pounds. The way she was hitting was frightening. And Ling Na also put on a performance in the first fight. And they, that's the first fight in front of fans with strawweight yeah. female competitors. And it's just the best fights of the night are female fights and it's just it's one of my favorite parts about the sport of mma and then i'll get back to the strawweight question um but is it's the ultimate equal playing field in sports there's no other sport where the biggest fight card of the year has two women title fights at the top of it and those are the fights people were excited about more than the yeah. usman hospital <laughs> fight and they were i mean it was just incredible it was, yeah. it, was, it was only a minute, so that is the part that is, like, unfortunate um, is that it – but what Rose did in one minute was incredible to make yeah. <laughs> to make Zhang react that way. I mean, put her hands down for a head kick, and it just landed it perfectly. And then Zhang's reaction you – know, Zhang is always such a sportsman and always so – composed but the fans are going crazy she's flown over from china this is a year since her last fight and she loses in a minute yeah, like yeah, can you like what can you imagine like that as a competitor it's like it was almost a strange seeing zang complain and be irate as if i saw you complain and be irate like i never thought i would see zang <laughs> complaining in the ring like that and like just what are your thoughts on the strawweight title Rose Nami Yunus as a champion. She's the first uh, woman's champion to lose her belt and get it back. So that's amazing. Every single strawweight title fight has ended it by a round two TKO when the title has changed hands. So just mm -hmm. some really interesting stuff. What were your thoughts yeah, on that? Know, Rose Nami Yunus as a champion. Yeah, I mean, I feel really lucky to be in that division. Honestly, 115 is stacked. So many, so many talented women there. It's just amazing. It's crazy. And you know, I go to train with uh, with Rose when I was in Denver. And, yes, you did. And like the way she was moving, the way she's doing stuff, I'm like, oh, she's gonna win the fight. I know everyone he was going towards Will, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know. Like I was like, I think she's gonna win. I think she's gonna win. Just like the. the what is it that's so special about Rose? 
Oh, it's hard to say. She's just she uh-huh. has this thing where where she can figure it out. You you know, quick. Uh, she you know she's so good at the footwork and like footwork and movement. That's like number one. You know, even before throwing a right hand, overhand mm-hmm. right, whatever. Footwork and the movement. That's like the most important thing in fighting, right? Yes. And like she, she's great at that. She knows how to cut angles. She knows, you know, she's she's really good at that. So, so I, when when I trained with her, I was like, she's gonna win. And I even like house telling people, like when people would ask me, I like Rose. Mm-hmm. And just seeing her do that, it was so good. I almost started crying just because like I cried. So sweet, right? Oh my god, I I I I absolutely sobbed in my seat. I'm a very easy crier. Which you know, I'm not ashamed to admit, but I, 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 it was, it was when she was talking to Joe Rogan, and first of all, Joe Rogan being back in the octagon, being able to talk to the fighters is so much better than through a screen. I look forward to the day where I get to interview you in person, give you a big hug, and be able to actually see you through a screen is great, and I'm very grateful for that. But it's not the same as in person. Yeah. Um, and it was when Rose was talking, and she's like. She was just talking about her faith in God and everything like that, religious or not, whatever your belief system is. I, I'm not here to judge it, you know, and I, but it was when she had the two woos after she said I didn't, she went, woo, woo. Like she just couldn't believe it. She could not believe it. It was just like, and it's like, we've heard Rose talk about before how she doesn't, wasn't even sure if she wants to fight. I know every fighter has the, I don't know because I'm not a fighter, but I assume every fighter has those private moments and she's just had them in public a little more yet. It's she's this combination of technical mastery with the emotional heart of a lion. It's, it's what you need to be. I think truly the best fighter in the world, best fighters in the world. And it's just, she's been through so much and it would, and with Team Elevation, which is where she's training, do you plan on um, going back and working there at some point? Yeah, I love to go to Denver, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So were you able to work with Trevor Whitman for this camp at all, or was he pretty focused with Rose? Well, I just went, like, like one time to train with Rose. Okay, like, okay. I wasn't sure how that – okay, gotcha. Yeah, and, like, he gave me, like, couple pointers on, like, her, her team, you know. It just nice. seems like Trevor would love you. Like just from afar, how Trevor is, it just seems like, uh, like he would love to work with somebody like Lupi. And like thinking about you going and working at Team Elevation, I love Tenth Planet Vancouver as well. I'm not trying to get you to ever leave your home at all, but yeah, you know, no. like we see Valentino, we see all these fighters who they're training all over the place. Valentino was down in Florida this camp. She goes all over, you know, and it's just um, we've seen with a lot of fighters. Um, They've been leaving uh, – Team Jimmo particularly has had a lot of fighters who've had to go to other camps lately, and uh, they've found success, and they're still able to go and work. So, you know, that is definitely a camp that uh, – when I look at camps that I think are the best in the game right now, uh, I think you got to put Team Elevation as one of the best with how Kamaru's looked with yeah. everybody there and just the yeah, closest. I love, I love to travel and, 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 and train with different people. Mm-hmm. You know, there is not a big female fighters here in, in Vancouver. So right. that's why I like to go out there and train. And, like, you know, you meet so many people. And, like, you meet mm-hmm. so many. You, you see so many styles. And 
different techniques and different styles and, and, and you just get to train with more females and it's great, you know, just makes yeah. you better, you know. Yeah. Every time I go, if I can learn four techniques or, or, or you know, five different things, like, I'm amazed, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, and it puts you in an uncomfortable situation. It gets you used to travel. It gets you used to sleeping and performing in areas you're not used to. It gets you used to performing while missing your boyfriend or your dog or whatever. It just, you know, it, it. I'm sure it's not always fun, but, you know, it's at the same point. It's what you want. And, you know, just a reminder, Rose Namajunas 10 and 4 as a professional and now considered the best strawway in the world. So, you know, MMA is not an undefeated game, and especially when we have three blind mice uh, cage side who get to decide if you get double your paycheck or not, which right. I still hope eventually changes. I really do. <laughs> I hate that system. I hate the system so much. It's like, but uh, I don't mean hate. That's a little strong. Um, but yeah, it was an absolutely amazing, um, amazing night last night at 261. And um, I just cannot wait uh, to see the crowd again. I can't wait to see you perform in front of a crowd. Um, and I am not sure. Have you heard of any um, potential next dance partners or dance dates for you? Obviously, nothing I mean, official yet. But I mean, I say I want to go back in three to four months. That would be great. Um, okay. You know, just to give me time to get back. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stuck at home for two weeks right yep. now, quarantine. Um, yeah, so three, four, four months, I'll be great. Like August, September range. Yeah, I told my yep. management and, and some fights need to happen before I can get my job or something. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I can wait to get back and get on the winning column for sure. Yeah, and is uh, there any uh, buddy on your, uh, in your sites particularly that you would love to see in there either next or down the line? Uh, I honestly, I don't, I don't care whoever they give me. I'm always mm -hmm. open to, you know, there is so many girls that, you know, That's I think crazy. they match really well. There is mm -hmm. uh, tons of girls for that. So I don't have to worry about who there's a lot. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I, I do think again, that um, you're, I think that a lot of people are going to be very excited for your next fight based on that performance. And, I wonder how many times I could talk to you after a fight and you'd say you are truly happy and satisfied with your performance. Cause I oh. bet it's less than two. <laughs> yeah. That's um, what makes it's you great. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. You're your worst. I'm always looking at the, all the stuff that I should have done. <laughs> the, the most positive fighter that I follow on social media is the hardest on herself. That makes complete sense. You have to. That's uh -huh. how you get better. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's really uh, always great to catch up with you. Um, I always am here to talk to you, whether you have a fight announced, whether it's not announced, whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, Aaron, the dog will always remember Lupita Godinez. You were my second interview ever. Um, and you know, it's every time I get to interview you, it's an absolute joy. Uh, and I'm always happy to put a little shine on Lupita name because it deserves it and uh i whoever you're in there against next i cannot wait um and uh we'll definitely talk ahead of that too thank you for putting up with my voice here today no, thank uh, you, for you know, this. it's it's just uh 
you know, it will, it will come back in a few days. I don't really want to talk to anybody right now because I feel like they're going to think I'm sick. And then it's uh, like, yeah. I'm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so it's like really, really strict here. And like I came from Florida. Like I'm just like, you know what? I just won't talk to anybody for a couple of days. But you are an exception in all senses of the word. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug or mention before we kind of, you know, take off here today? Uh, just like uh, the usual, like, thanks for, thanks, thank you for doing this. And uh, thanks everyone that has been with me since, since day one. And, and all the people that they've been messaging me, I have been receiving a lot of messages, a lot sure. of followers, a lot of people that really, you know, like my style. And, you know, that makes me really happy. A lot of people that want me back in the cage. And that really, you know, makes me, makes me happy, even though, I don't even perform how I wanted to, and then they still want to see me. I mean, that's great. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow me on Lupi Godinez on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and um, that's it. Thank you very much. Yeah, abs absolutely. And uh, Aaron DeJog um, with MMA Stooges. Follow us for all breakdowns, interviews here on the channel. Um, Aaron J.A.Y. Brooks on Twitter, if you'd like to follow that. Aaron the Dog Guy on Instagram. Uh, yep, but that's going to wrap up my little Aaron the Dog talk uh, with Lupita, Lupi Godinez. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. As soon as um, there's an announcement, we'll be talking. Uh, I'll be, you know, talking to you on the social media in between then. Say hi to your dog. Enjoy uh, some time off here and, uh, you know, for the next little bit of quarantine. And I can't wait to see what's next out of you. But you truly are a champion, and uh, I cannot wait to see your UFC career progress here. This is just the beginning, and uh, the way you handle adversity is truly an inspiration to me. Uh, I truly, I do mean that. So thank you sincerely. Um, I, you are a fighter in every sense of the word. So I hope that you have a great evening, a great day, great week. Happy Sunday uh, from Aaron the Dog Guy and Chico. We love you over here, Lupita. Aww. All right. Everybody, have a great night. And for that Thank awkward for me, sorry, get too emotional here. <laughs> I'll cut it off <laughs> now. We'll see good. if I keep this in or not. But Lupita, nothing but love. You have a great night. Thank you, everybody Thank you. out there. Keep taking care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.